for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Jess Hess. How's it going today, Jess? I'm good. This tiny kitten is trying to destroy everything in my path, but I'm good. good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Enjoying the Texas morning. I was out doing what we were talking before this. I was out doing my little Instagram live to try and build my engagement there. And, you know, it's fun because I get to go sit out in the backyard and listen to the birds chirp and the roar of the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that just put you in the mood? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah, you already know. Relaxing, relaxing morning. <laughs> Except they took my bird feeder down and now I don't get to see the cardinals in the morning. Like we had, a bird, we had a bird feeder and that's like where all the cardinals came. And it's like, yeah. dang, I remember growing up and it was like rare to see one. And now I see mm-hmm. them every day and they took the beat. I see cardinals like, a lot more too. Yeah. Yeah. But. Man, that's a bummer. You should get another bird, uh, bird feeder. <laughs> Put it there. Yeah, I probably should. But then I'd have to, like, cause the bird feeder was like out. It's, I live uh, in front of a dry riverbed. So it was like on the ridge of the riverbed. And I oh, guess it I was see. like the properties or whatever. So it was why it got taken down. And so if I put one out, it's got to be on my porch. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if I really want birds scooping <laughs> into my porch like that. Cause that yeah, like no, that. I hear that. Because <laughs> it oh, scared man. the crap out of me. I'd be there in the morning be doing my little Instagram lives. And then all yeah. of a sudden you get these birds just like start <laughs> dive bombing you. It's like pooping <laughs> in the background. Yeah, that'd be funny. But, uh, but first off before we go too off the rails i want to thank you for jumping on the podcast i really appreciate it um, yeah thanks for having me a chance <laughs> to listen to your new album it's amazing i really enjoyed thank it thank you thank you uh, so much <laughs> yeah absolutely uh but what's kind of your origin story what got you into music <laughs> you know the like a brief background about yourself I mean, honestly, well, the universe got me into music. I mean, it's it's hard to not be. Um, but uh, I don't know. I've been singing since I was uh, very, very young, uh, as long as I can remember. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, eventually, I realized I was I was good at it, <laughs> and uh, and I went to school for for singing. Um, uh, yeah, so I went to school for like opera, like classical singing for, for a couple of years, for like three years. And then I um, went back home for a little bit and I came to Nashville. Uh, I've always loved like folk music and Joni Mitchell, uh, just kind of like simple sort of sad girl with a guitar kind of music Mm. Um, or a piano. I love like Regina Spector too and Tori Amos. Um, Yeah. And so uh, I just, I don't know, I'd been creating music and writing music and uh, my friend and uh, now just like kind of music partner, Steve Barnett, uh, he just uh, kind of, started recording me and and it just sort of started as something uh 
you know, small and, and fun. Um, but then, you know, before we knew it, we kind of had this album that we were putting together and, uh, yeah, it just kind of organically happened. Um, and, and yeah, and then we finished it and put it out. <laughs> now it's called Soil in the Rain. <laughs> it's out for people to enjoy. Um, but yeah, so I have a lot of folk, uh, sort of experience and background. I was actually at the Ozark Folk Festival, um, this past year in November and I came in, there was like a singer songwriter competition that I forgot I had entered of course, and then had to be in Arkansas of all places yeah. um, randomly. Uh, but it was great. It was a great experience. It was so much fun. And I came in like tied for a second, um, which was just, I mean, the people there that I was playing with, uh, it was very humbling. Anyway, it was pretty awesome to just be, uh, there with so many people who were really uh it was just very like rooted in in real folk uh just traditions and, and the way that some of the uh songwriters who were scheduled to play the actual festival communicated with the audience and, and how they um had stories of you know learning certain songs from like really fantastic musicians, you know, just like very like, you know, we'll pass the songs down kind of, uh, I love that about folk and about the, the origins of, um, you know, that genre. So, uh, so yeah, and anyway, it was very inspiring. And, uh, yeah, those are my origins, I guess, kind of like opera folk, uh, musical theater all mashed together. No, I'm, I'm gonna, confess when i first saw your facebook profile picture of you kind of moody with the the lit match in your mouth i'm sitting there i'm like i hadn't heard at that point i hadn't heard any of your music it's not very much like what you're saying. and i'm sitting there i'm like okay well this is gonna be a little joan jet type of thing going on here she, she's gonna tell me she hates me i mean i can do that she's gonna tell me 800 reasons why okay let's hear this and then i go in and i'm like <laughs> oh wow that's not at all what i expected oh, well. like i mean i could still pick, oh, yeah. pick out the angst a little bit in the in the subtle acoustic setting mm -hmm. but like just the in your face of your profile picture i'm like wow i was not expecting that yeah okay. it is it is a little bit like different i think um <laughs> I'm not very in tune with my own brand all the time. Um, I think branding and genre is something that uh, I can't like wrap my head around that I should just be one thing. Um, so, I mean, it's funny, like I have this album and then all of the other things that I have in my head in the future that I want to record and, and put out. Oh, except for I have a cover coming out hopefully relatively soon. Um, but, uh, and that's still more folky acoustic vibes, mm. but, um, but uh after that, um, I have like pop things that I want to do and I really want to get more into uh, producing myself and, and um, just like experimenting with sound. And so I just, I think it's funny. I feel like that's just how I'm always going to be. Like, I feel like I'm, my picture is going to look one way and people are going to expect something of me and then hear me or talk to me and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Just get something different. I think I'm okay with that, though. You know, but yeah, that was sort of an angsty photo shoot I did. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. It looks like you're being yourself, so it doesn't like Thank that. You. That is your brand. Just Thank being you. yourself is brand enough for yourself. Yeah, I mean that's that's really all I can hope for myself. I guess is to be genuine. Um, yeah. Uh, after that, I guess you know. I mean, 
I'm always going to make mistakes and do things that I'll find stupid in the future. But, um, but yeah, as long as I've been genuine to myself and been having a good time, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a, I haven't always been. So at this point in my life, I'm really just trying to be that way. And, and I can't really judge myself after that. I think I just need to see what becomes of it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then, like, the other thing that I really enjoyed about the album is, like, the variety of instrumentation, because you go from, like, an acoustic guitar to electric guitar to playing piano, and, yeah. like, you go from song to song, and each song, like, in, is gives off a very minimalist vibe. Yeah. Except for, like, maybe one. There, There's one in there that's, like, okay, that this sounds, like, not... I think yeah um, yeah I think maybe lay with me is what you're thinking of anyway I'm, that's just the that are rowdy there those two are uh, actually I think it was uh, heaven down. and hell oh that, well that, that, that yeah <laughs> yeah it was, it was heaven and hell and I'm just sitting there I'm like like because the rest of them were like very gave off a very minimalist vibe but were still very acoustic and still very go um, in line with everything else yeah yeah that one's sort of left field that one's sort of my existential like film noir uh <laughs> i guess but yeah no that um i mean a lot of that production is uh, steve burnett uh the person who uh helped me put this album together uh and he had a lot of a lot of say in the actual songs we were using too um from my repertoire i mean uh the one song i have in there that's a piano song i wrote like in college, um, when, uh, when I was writing mostly piano stuff. And, and I think, uh, you know, taking that from a little farther back and then taking a bunch of these new, newer, uh, sort of acoustic kind of things and, and, um, and mixing that. Um, and then, yeah, there was sort of like this, uh, I don't know. Well, heaven and hell is a weird one because I, I don't, I think that, um, I, I, that one needed to have like sort of a an, an existential kind of yeah. <laughs> um, like uh, chip on its shoulder, um, and uh, and so I think it needed to stand out a little bit. Um, yeah, that song's kind of hard to. Uh, uh, it was it was hard to get right. Yeah. yeah, but like, but I'm really glad with the with the final result because I do think I, I feel like the it sounds like i'm just standing by a bridge in black and white like <laughs> like i don't know just like a film noir piece um just like a modern film noir piece and I, I that's like really what i wanted for it but yeah i mean it is it is a little bit different than the rest it is it is definitely more uh, electric which i yeah. love about it yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah so for soil in the rain that released last saturday right august 1st yeah, yeah, August 1st. It's my dad's birthday. <laughs> nice. Oh, so how, how are you feeling now about a week after the release? What's kind of uh, running through your head? I feel relieved. <laughs> I feel like this album needed to get out into the world, and I'm glad that it finally is. It's been a long time coming. We've been working on it for years, actually. And um, it, it, I think we could have released, you know, like one song after another, but we wanted it to be um, one cohesive piece after we had a couple of songs uh, that sounded good together. You know, it just kind of kept growing and, and we meant it to be an album to listen like back to front. 
and to sort of like take you on a journey of like, you know, story and, and genre that, um, yeah, that like was all like very obviously me, but was, was sort of, cause each song has its own kind of like essence, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so, because I thought if I released, like, one song after another, like, just did singles, I did a couple of singles, but I released the album pretty quickly after, I I felt like people would attach themselves to a certain sound, mm-hmm. and then when the album came out, they would be confused, or they wouldn't, um, you know, understand it in its entirety. So anyway, um, but yeah, I feel really relieved and, and happy, and a little bit exhausted, because <laughs> there's a lot um along with releasing an album that I didn't even think about uh you know just like constantly being uh online and talking about it and telling people about it you know um but yeah but but excited and relieved that's what I feel (laughs) so as far as like the song selection process did you spit when you sat when you finally sat down like okay I'm ready to put an album out did you already have a bunch of stuff written and had an idea of what you wanted to put on there or did you specifically like nope I'm ready to put something out and started writing for the album um so it was definitely the first Uh, I had a bunch of songs that I had written sort of just over um my life Mm -hmm. uh and uh like the oldest one on the album I think is Skeleton Soul uh with the piano um and uh and the newest one, I think, is Moonflower, actually, but which is the last song. Um, but yeah, I the way we picked them was really, I mean, it was Steve had a, a big role in that um, as a producer. I, he just he knew songs that you know he loved that I had written, and um, I think we started with "When I'm Sober." That was the first song that we uh, recorded. Um, it was, you know, a little, it started more acoustic and then kind of got big bandy and we went through a whole <laughs> journey kind of together as collaborators with that mm-hmm. song, um, which was very interesting. It taught us a lot. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, and I think it, we just kind of chose songs that we wanted to work on for fun. And then it, it kind of, it, you know, became something that was bigger than any of the one songs, you know, that we had chosen. Um, yeah, and, and, and it, it just kind of became this cohesive album. It started, it, it very much started as something that, you know, we weren't even sure we were going to ever share. It was just kind of for fun. Uh, you know, we did it. Uh, Steve was my roommate at the time, and um, he's still my roommate. <laughs> um, but again, this pandemic thing has been kind of crazy, so he doesn't feel like my roommate right now. But, um, but he, uh, yeah, he just, he wanted to record uh, when I'm sober, and so, you know, we tried it, and then we just kind of kept on recording from there and, and having fun and eventually yeah, it became this album and we decided that we wanted to share it as a full cohesive album I think after having a couple of songs that you know we'd been working on for a little bit and we realized sort of the path it was going um yeah for lack of a better <laughs> yeah so um for a bit insane you actually ended up releasing like a lyric video for it which- yeah which it kind of walks the line of it could be like a music video, but it's more of a lyric video because it's, yeah. like, it's like you sitting up against a wall or something kind of just being moody. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that uh, we originally were going to make just a music video. And then it, I, I started 
adding words to it and I just liked it. And I thought, you know, with that song, just the lyrics are really important to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know, I thought it was fitting for, for them to be there. So, so yeah, I decided to add the lyrics and, uh, and, and I like it. I think, you know, uh, the specific word choices I made in that song, I think are important to me. So uh, when people get to actually read the lyrics along, I'm hoping that it will uh, create sort of a, a heightened experience for them when it comes to the words, you know? Yeah. Um, that's why I like lyric videos. I think I also was a little bit inspired by Taylor Swift. I've hardly ever said that. <laughs> I mean, I, I much respect, but um, yeah, her album Folklore, she released music or lyric videos for every single one. Um, and I, I found that when I was, it, it made me engage more mm-hmm. um, with the with the video and the and the songs um and and enjoy it more and appreciate uh the lyrics more when i was reading them so it's like i'm gonna try it and i liked it i think i think it, it works for for that so yeah sort of pseudo music video lyric video combined there yeah Awesome. And are you still looking at the possibility of doing like a more cinematic style music video or are you going to just let it live with the lyric video and I definitely well probably not for a bit insane I think I I like the way that turned out and I kind of yeah I kind of want it want it to live I want I want to do things more things for a lot of the other songs in the album um if I can uh it's it's all about like budget and, and at this point, especially again, with 2020 being what it is. But, um, but uh, I do have, again, I mentioned a, a cover. I have a cover in the works that I hope will um, be out in the next couple of months um, that I want to do a more cinematic video for because I have a very specific idea for it. Um, so yeah, look for that. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be there. Um, and I, I do hope to do more cinematic videos, uh, in the future. I did, I, I made my own video for, um, my first single Rowdy. It doesn't really feel like my first single anymore for some reason, but, um, it technically was. Um, and it was sort of right when the pandemic was getting to like a scary point where we were all trapped inside and, uh, I, I wanted to do a bigger video for that. My original plan was to do a big thing and have a huge party and have, you know, people just like being silly and, you know, getting drunk and, you know, and obviously a pandemic happened. So I couldn't do that. <laughs> um, and I couldn't uh, really hire anyone to, to do the video um, anymore. Just, I mean, because of social distancing more than anything, but I mean, at that point, I just couldn't. So anyway, I made my own video from Rowdy in my room uh, with Steve, who also uh, helped me make the, the album, obviously produced the album. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it was really fun. I chugged a lot of beer <laughs> for it to get a specific shot. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, we just had a lot of fun. I like played with my, with my teddy bears and, and my, like I pretended I was playing poker with them uh, for like toilet paper. Anyway, it, it's like a silly <laughs> video. <laughs> um, but yeah, you should check that out if you haven't seen it. Um, it's, it's, I, I had a lot of fun making that. Um, it's, uh, I, wonder so, the, yeah. I wonder if the toilet paper reference is something people are going to get in six months or remember. <laughs> I, I hope so. You know, I mean, it, if right now <laughs> it's like, it's chance. very funny because it, it was very true. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it was too true. <laughs> 
I, re- yeah. I remember my mom called me like, hey, do you need toilet paper? And I'm like, I mean, I've got like a six pack. I think I'm all right. Why? And she's like, hey, when was the last time you've been to the store? And I'm like, I don't know, like a week or two it was ago. Gnarly. I'm. I didn't think that it was ever going to come back, the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe we were just going to always be, um, you know, just completely out of it. But, yeah. but no, thankfully, thankfully we've restocked, I guess, by now. But yeah. yeah, no, it was weird. It was a weird time. I hope that people still remember. And that um, I, I think that it's pretty obvious uh, what the video is about. Um, yeah. So hopefully it'll you know be readable for people in the future but um but i mean if not i mean i had a great time yeah. <laughs> like, I, I definitely saw the i saw when i was looking at your youtube page i saw the video for it i just haven't had a chance to watch oh it. yeah so, I'm definitely, it's you should definitely check it out <laughs> it I'm, just I'm definitely, you got me with the toilet paper and playing poker so i'm definitely nice. i'm definitely intrigued now so nice. <laughs> i'm glad i sold you <laughs> oh but so you're in Nashville currently, but you're originally from Lancaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how are how are things kind of going in Nashville right now? Obviously, Nashville hasn't had the best year. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no, it's I. I love Nashville so much. Um, I've really grown here as a musician. And so to see my town the way that it is right now is honestly, I mean, it's pretty heartbreaking. Um, I mean, yeah, we're we're struggling. (laughs) Um, You know, we had a tornado. That was insane. I felt like I couldn't, I didn't recognize like streets that I knew like the back of my hand, you know. Um, It was really surreal um and then you know right after that we get hit by this pandemic and yeah yeah, it's and our city is so dependent on our tourists and our our our, uh you know our bars and our honky tonks obviously i mean that's what we're known for and that's our entire spirit and energy and i mean we love that (laughs) like we're all about it and um you know it it's just it's so sad to see all of this happen because I mean, we love our tourists, but right now our tourists are killing us, like yeah. literally. And um, it, I, I never wanted to be the kind of person who like was like, please don't come here. <laughs> um, but it's 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 frustrating, and it, it, the bar owners down Broadway are are so um, concerned with money, and mm. you know that it, I mean, very few precautions are being taken and and you know mask mandates aren't being enforced and so it's scary um so it, it's not it's not the best we've seen better times i i am hopeful for the future i think yeah. that you know there are a lot of people here who are doing it right and there i mean you know the, the bars and the restaurants that are just outside of broadway um for the most part anyway i mean by and large, the city is full of fantastic people and fantastic restaurant owners. And um, I really do have hope that they will win out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, we have a really strong spirit here. And, uh, and especially, I mean, you know, during the, after the tornado, it really, it showed how much of a community we are here. It, I felt so uh, thankful to live in Nashville, actually, after the tornado in a crazy way, because I was seeing everybody just come together and help each other. And 
rebuild and clean up and um, it was really beautiful, uh, you know, terrifying, <laughs> um, but beautiful. And, and, uh, and I think, you know, this pandemic at first we were sort of being that way, but now a lot of people are over it and it's scary, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyway, I have hope though. I have a lot yeah, of hope. Cause I remember I was in Nashville, the middle of January, like right around Martin Luther King day. Um, mm-hmm. we were out there, we were working with some local musicians and then shortly after it, I got a message from somebody like, hey, just so you know, I'm okay. Like, and it was, oh, yeah. And it was really weird because I, at that point, I hadn't, I didn't know because the tornado struck at like two or three in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was, and I just remember waking up and I'm getting this text from somebody and they're like, hey, just so you know, I'm okay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, what are you talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I woke up and I saw like all the video and all this stuff and I'm like holy crap like yeah that's yeah. and then if I like when I'm not in like a sleep coma and then all of a sudden it starts making sense because I realized who it was that was messaging me and I'm yeah. like oh wow yeah and so yeah it was a situation and then luckily so we had worked with a whole bunch of like not or a bunch of Nashville artists, because that term "local Nashville artist" is kind of like a weird thing to say because nobody's really from. Nobody's Nashville. really local, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, we had like recorded all these songs with them, and I reached out. And I was like, "Hey, I want to do something to help uh, do like a little fundraiser because they were pushing the uh, uh, what was the nonprofit they were pushing to just like help out with families and whatnot." Oh, I don't know. There were there were a few. There were a bunch circulating, and then a bunch of like really small ones. Yeah. Um. So I don't know exactly. What we yeah. And so we we ended up putting a uh, Nashville Strong EP together and oh, sold nice. it just like with a bunch of Nashville artists. Oh, that's so up, awesome! I think we ended up raising like five hundred bucks, which oh, like wow. in the grand scheme of things, it, it's like, but you know, that's it, it, awesome. So. No, that's so awesome. Thank you for doing that. That's that's amazing. It, I yeah. It, you know, it, Nashville has always been one of the places that I've wanted to move to, but I've always been afraid to move there. <laughs> Just Don't because be I like going to, I like going to visit Nashville, but I'm afraid mm-hmm. if I move there, I'm going to hate it. Mm, well, or... I mean, <laughs> it is kind of hit or miss. I mean, okay, I love Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, there are subsets of Nashville that are so cool <laughs> and then you know just like any other city there are subsets in Nashville that kind of suck <laughs> yeah. and I mean I, right now I'm it's kind of easy to to distinguish them because yeah. the ones that kind of suck are, are out partying maskless <laughs> and um but uh I think you know yeah it's just like any other city but the people that rock here I mean they really rock truly do and um and yeah I mean I think a lot of people too they get um sort of uh they just see this town as like a country music town Mm -hmm. and I mean we love country music here we love folk music I mean I am sort of like folky country-y sometimes even uh I dig it but uh I mean it's not there's so much going on here uh it's, it's a town for for everybody yeah yeah it's not a the country music city anymore it's really not it, there's so it's much it's just going a on. music city like mm-hmm. 
the amount of bands that I've talked to from, or that are in Nashville and that aren't country or have nothing to do with country music, it's like, dang, I was not expecting it. You know, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's really refreshing. And I, I think if I ever get another opportunity to move out to Nashville, I might have to jump on it. Like my only concern is I really don't want to be that far north. Mm. Just because I don't like snow. I hear you. I mean, snow is, is difficult, but hear me out here. Global warming is a fast approaching beast. So, you know, I mean, it's soon just going to be hot are, everywhere. Are you anyway. seriously <laughs> trying to pitch Nashville because of... <laughs> I mean, it's pretty warm here. <laughs> uh, well, you know... And I mean, snow and stuff shouldn't bother me because I grew up in Chicago and Chicago is probably a lot like Pennsylvania. With That's the, probably why you hate snow because you're terrified of like having to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I would imagine it's probably a lot more like because I ended up going to school down in southern Illinois. And mm. so like I'd imagine Nashville is probably a lot more like that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty humid, honestly. And um it it rains more than I thought it was going to, mm -hmm. um, but I mean the way, I mean it's pretty mild weather. Like well, right now it's very hot, but it, for the most part, I mean our our winters are fairly mild. They're sometimes just cold without snow, and I'm the kind of person that actually likes snow. Like if it's gonna be cold, I prefer it to snow because yeah. then it, I feel like there's a reason for the cold. Like if there's no yeah. snow and it's cold, I'm like, why am I freezing? Yeah, um, I get you. But uh. But yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think I I, I kind of I like it here because it's not it's never too overwhelming. Like I, I the the humidity sometimes the humidity is pretty bad. Yeah, I, that's one thing I would get rid of. I, I mean, I lived in Florida for two years, so the humidity's well. I lived, grew up in Chicago, so humidity was a thing there. But yeah. like, I lived in Florida for two years where you have to go get dehumidifiers just to make sure yeah. that your walls don't start sweating. I cannot live in Florida. Man, that's wild. I like, I, <laughs> I can't even imagine living in Florida, honestly. Yeah. Uh, my parents love it down there. They moved down there when I went to college. It was very funny because it was one of them situations, you know, like when kids leave to go to college, parents say, oh, we're going to move and not tell you where we moved to. That's almost exactly what my parents did, except I just happened to be in Florida when they moved. And so, like, I already knew where they were moving to. So it was like, yo, you guys didn't do this. Right. <laughs> um, hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, wow. That's... Yeah. I, so. I, I don't know how I would react if my mom did that. I think I would, I, I would cry. <laughs> anyway. uh -oh. So how long have you been in uh, Nashville? Um, it's, it's been about five years, uh, maybe slightly less than five years, but yeah, it's, it feels like just yesterday. It feels insane that it's been that long. But yeah, it's been about five, almost five, four and a half. <laughs> um, and then when there isn't a global pandemic, uh, how often do you get, do you usually get out to play like shows? As much as I can, um, before this album came out, I was mostly doing, uh, like writer's nights and, and open mics um just because i preferred that i mean i love one of the things i love about this town is i love the the excuse me cat sorry i love the um the 
the the writer community and and how um, just like solid that is. I mean, and and there are so many people that are here to uh, boost others up. And so, um, so yeah, I loved the writers' nights at like Bobby's, Bobby's Idol Hour, and um, and I worked at Cafe Coco for a while, and then they like, there's a whole drama with Cafe Coco. If <laughs> any people who live here, a lot of people know, but point being, I worked there like sort of before and during the drama, and then now it's kind of been closed for a little bit. But mm-hmm. they had fantastic open mics there and um and fantastic writers nights and, and I just I loved um I love the communities that develop around those. Um so yeah I mean I did play every now and then um just by myself. I had a gig at um Fat Bites. Fat Bites has awesome gigs also if anybody is in sort of the Donaldson area of Nashville. Um they used to anyway before this pandemic. <laughs> um but yeah uh they just had really awesome like uh independent uh people play there um i loved uh playing there uh, with steve burnett my producer he was uh he played with me um yeah so i mean i don't know i got i got out relatively often but um but not so much for like full shows and then i was going i was planning on going out you know a whole lot for this album release and then the pandemic happened and i couldn't do that um but uh but yeah i'm i'm really hoping to to get on the road actually and tour as soon as I can and go a little bit more um, back up north uh, to Philadelphia and Lancaster. There's so many places and so many people up there that I know, uh, you know, keep on asking me to come there and I was planning on it and now I can't. (laughs) It's really sad. 2020 is just like a roller coaster but I'm trying to do I, I do I go live on my Instagram a lot and I'm trying to do that uh, more and more especially now that the album's out um, so yeah you can follow me there that's where you can see me live right now <laughs> anyway <Hey>. but yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's really awesome um and then uh obviously you're not doing live like live live shows, but you mentioned you're doing a lot of live streaming. Was that something that you were doing before the pandemic hit as well? Or was that like a oh crap, I need to do something. Let's start figuring out these live sh- live streams. Yeah, I really didn't do oh my gosh. Sorry. These the, <laughs> there's like a situation with cats going on here. I'm sorry that I'm in like the cat room right now. Sorry, um <laughs> No, I really didn't do live streams before this pandemic happened. Um, like once every now and then, like I had done them, but um, but no, I, and I, I don't find a lot of um, interest in live streams before the pandemic either. I felt like people didn't, you know, I mean, they'd rather just go out, which I mean, same, you know? Yeah. Um, so I totally get that. Uh, but yeah, I, so so yeah I just didn't really feel a need I mean if I wanted to play for people I could just go to a you know writer's round or just like set up a show but um but yeah I I really like it though it's kind of weird because you know I'm kind of just talking to my phone in an empty room and like playing for nobody but it's also kind of freeing because you know it's uh I am alone and and I feel like there's almost less pressure there. I mean, you know, when you're on stage, there's always a little bit of, of, of nervous energy. So I feel like I almost can like be even more myself. Like it's a sort of different version of me than you would see 
I don't know, in front of a crowd. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm still kind of like finding my way navigating the whole like live streaming realm, but, uh, but I, I've been really enjoying it so far anyway. Cool. Cool. And, uh, are so you're right now, you're a hundred percent full-time musician or are you? Well, it, it, well right now, I mean, there's, <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess every musician's pretty much 100% full-time right now but I mean yeah it's, well, before before the pandemic I was a barista um and I mean you know I mean I also was a musician obviously <laughs> um but uh but I was for for money for the most part um you know I was I was a barista and um I, I liked it <laughs> it was very it was a nice job um but yeah I mean since everything closed down um i haven't been able to make coffee for people which is sort of sad but it also i mean it it kind it helped me or i mean it didn't help me really but it it gave me time to sort of focus on on everything um i mean if if there is a silver lining you know it's that it it sort of for me personally it sort of gave me that time to uh organized before my album release and to think about what I wanted to do next and and to focus more on on being a musician and so that was that was kind of nice but yeah I do I do actually miss being a barista <laughs> um I, I it's a it's a it's a weird it's a weird world but yeah yeah, yeah um yeah, I guess right now I am a full-time musician. I got you. Oh, so what, having this a little bit more free time than normal, have you been taking this time to kind of step outside your comfort zone as a musician and experiment with new sounds or draw yeah. from different influences or? Yeah, I, I definitely have actually. Um, yeah, as I said, I really, I've been exploring the idea of trying to produce myself and trying to um learn more about that side of things uh and uh and i've been sort of experimenting more with uh with pop sounds and and um and with beats and and, and things um and that's been really fun i really want to i'm uh there are some things that i have worked on with one person who i can't name <laughs> and I, I i want to like I want to put them out but I can't like do it by myself you know what I mean yeah. so I'm trying to like push them to let, let me but um so hopefully I mean that would be really cool but that's more like um beats sort of like uh almost like like pop EDM realm kind of like mm. vibes I don't really know how to like like um chill kind of vibes though like not like really I don't know, not like crazy, like jump up and down EDM or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll be able to release that. That'd be really cool. But, uh, but yeah, so I have, I have been experimenting a lot actually, and it's been really fun. Um, I haven't been writing as much as I wanted to though, or like would expect myself to in something like this. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of uh, creatives sort of like put a lot of pressure on themselves um, when things like this happen. Yeah. And I'm definitely one of those people. I need to get out of that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, anyway. Okay, gotcha. And so when you're not doing music, what are you doing? What, what do you do to kind of escape or take a break? Well, I listen to music. My, my life is mostly music now. <laughs> really, the more I think about it, which is kind of great. But um, I, I listen to music and then 
um, I mean, I, I watch like stupid television when I really want to escape. Um, I mean, I love uh, like Parks and Rec and The Office, um, you know, so that helps. Also taking walks really helps yeah. getting, getting some fresh air. Um, those are things that, that help my mental state, um, in the pandemic. I've realized that I'm now talking in like 2020 realm as opposed to normal life. In my normal life, I probably would have gone out to a bar and <laughs> gone <laughs> like, to see people yeah. play. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, um, yeah, I mostly just, just jam and I, I listen to other people. I'm really trying to find like new sounds and new um uh inspiration right now because i think that yeah i'm just i really like the the sort of um just genre um morphing that a lot of people are doing right now mm -hmm. um especially young people like sort of billy eilish is kind of big on that and um yeah it's, it's that's really cool and inspiring to me so yeah i've mostly just been jamming and like kind of like and relaxing and watching yeah. <laughs> watching TV. That's awful. I should have a better answer for that. No, you're 100% good. Like <laughs> I I'm ashamed to say it. Like I've been watching so much Netflix and it's mainly because I work from home now and it's like yeah. I live by myself and I have a 3 p.m. meeting so like in between that or between that half hour meeting it's like all right, so do I listen to music or do I just turn on Netflix and Yeah, work? I mean, it's easy. It's an easy decision. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, Tiger King came out, and, like, that first day I ran through the entire series. It's, and, I mean, yeah. it's a good piece of television. And my sister's like, what episode are you on? I'm on episode four, and I'm like, I'm done with the series already. And yep. it's, like, mm -hmm. it's a one-night binge. I mean, yeah. it's... <laughs> Uh, it's an easy, how could you not it is really easy to watch it all in one night so it's it is it's one of those things. and of course my buddy really? calls me, he's like hey have you seen this i actually met that guy and i'm like oh geez let, let, let's not go down this rabbit hole yeah. <laughs> i don't know if i want to know that you met that guy <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that, what a what a what a journey that show was. That was. <laughs> it was quite the journey. And then did you did you get to see the uh, brand new episode where it was like the catch up? I actually, haven't. I've been I've been meaning to, and I just I think that whole um, like I caught on to the Tiger King trend right at the when everybody was like finishing the series, uh -huh. and I watched it like in a day, like you, and um and then. After that, it kind of like died out in my, um, you know, yeah. world or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then just recently, I heard that there was another one. I was like, "What is this an ongoing thing?" But no, I guess it's just like a, a recap. Uh, or something. Yeah, it's like a recap. Is it good? Should I watch it? Is it worth it? <laughs> I mean, if you're if you want to know the current status of everyone, it's probably good. Like uh, a couple of or uh, Joe's ex-husband or whatever he was uh the the shirtless guy with the nipple rings oh yeah uh, <laughs> he's just shirtless for the whole thing yeah. he, he, he he's got some interesting things that happened to him i don't know if you know all that stuff but yeah, yeah just, i mean i heard some of it i know that he like i don't know was trying to like get past all of that and that like 
and he wasn't really gay. Yeah, nobody was gay, like, except for Joe. <laughs> that whole thing, I mean, those poor guys. It's it's a crazy, like, thing, though. I mean, it's it's really, like, a lot of people are very, uh, I mean, they just, they, they want a home so bad. And so people like Joe Ki- Tiger King, just like, come here. <laughs> Let me show you my large felines. And or or <clears throat> meth is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so. true. Uh, that's true too. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that, like you know, a lot of a lot. Of, it, it, it's really sad, really, when you think about a lot of that, you know. But it is also very entertaining and funny. And that show was it. I mean, it was well done. I'll just yeah. say that it was yeah. well done. I can't really speak about the morals of it or anything yeah. else. But it was very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And then last night I started watching uh, Immigration Nation, and I can't even like I'm just sitting there like nope nope I'm not watching this like it, oh shoot I it, it's very don't know very much about that it's very intense like it sounds like it yeah it's like no nah, I'm good I, I I'm going to stop <laughs> yeah that, that, that that's gonna live. In its own it's, world, it's really. hard to to watch serious things right now i yeah. think and I'm, i've always been the kind of person who really liked serious like drama television and hmm. and and documentaries um but i think right now in 2020 i just when i want to escape i just need to escape to something nice and fun and happy <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's important I try and keep aware, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's, uh, yeah, it's not, I, I don't know if I'd be able to do that either. <laughs> yep. I, I, I'm, I'm on the same wavelength as you. I enjoy good documentaries, specifically about the mob. I love watching mob documentaries. <laughs> nice. yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. I've watched everything that's on Netflix about it, and it's just like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm happy now. Nice. nice. But, that's awesome. Uh, Oh, that's uh, awesome. I haven't seen very many mob documentaries. I should check them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Soil in the Rain is out now. Um, what's kind of the plan moving forward, pandemic pending? Oh, man. Well, pandemic pending. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, right now, I just I want to keep on releasing things and keep on creating things for the album and, and not for the album. I I think, I mean, this project is really important to me and, and I think it'll grow and have, um, you know, like there, there are people that are connecting with it and I like, I, it makes me feel all sorts of feelings. Um, but but I also, I wanna focus on the future too and the music that I have that I, that I wanna create. Um, and so I think right now, because the pandemic is still going on <laughs> um, and, because I can't tour still, which was my original plan. Yeah. I think what I'm trying to do is just focus on on creating more content for for the internet, and uh, and just you know, seeing what inspires me. I think every day, especially because I have so much time to delve into things that inspire me and new things. Um, I I've been yeah I've been experimenting a lot as I said and creating different things and. Um, and I, I'm I'm excited for the sort of ideas I have for videos and 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 songs um, that I'm excited to share. I think I'm going to be doing a lot more just sort of like acoustic, like uh, putting stuff on just uh, live takes of me doing either my songs or you know little covers of things. 
Um, Cause a lot of people seem to be really liking that right now and connecting mm -hmm. with that. Um, so I think I'm going to be doing more of that. And as I said, I do have a, a cover that I hope, hope to uh, release in the near future that I want to do a music video for, cause I have a very specific like vision for it. Um, so yeah, I mean really right now it's just kind of like taking everything one day at a time. Cause it's, it's so crazy. I mean, this whole year has really taught me that that's the only way that I can live right now. It's just, you never know what's going to happen. Every day is different. And, you know, just kind of take the opportunities that come. And yeah, just trying to focus on creating things online until I can hopefully, hopefully soon, one day, get out and play again. Yeah. Um, at which point I'll, I'll be able to um, hopefully be able to travel up uh, up north again and, and play some some places just along the sort of uh, from the path to Nashville to like New York mm. um, sort of down the uh, that border um, but yeah yeah so I mean I, I guess my plan is I don't have a specific one okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh but yeah but yeah it's just kind of one day at a time <laughs> is there a place that you haven't played yet that you really want to as far as like a city state Ooh. Um, place that I haven't played that I really want to. I would love to play in San Francisco, I think, because okay. I love it there. I had a really great experience there a few years ago. Um, and we, um, we set up a very illegal but very fun show in a cave with like generators and lights and everything. And it was this like punk show and I handed out beers from my backpack and people loved me it was great anyway <laughs> uh but I would love to to go back uh to that city and and play because I the energy that I felt there was really great I yeah. thought that that was yeah I think that's probably where I would where I would love to play that I haven't actually played my own music before yeah gotcha gotcha have you uh being in Nashville for five years, have you had the opportunity to play at the Bluebird yet? I or? actually did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was fun. I did the, the open mic. It was very um, Nashville songwriter initiation <laughs> kind of feeling. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was good. It was very, um, just like every open mic in Nashville, um, very supportive of one another. Everybody was really, um, just happy and and you know uh like excited to be there and excited to support and um yeah it was really fun yeah i, I really i the bluebird is a, is a really is a really nice beautiful staple and i i hope that uh more places like the bluebird uh kind of pop up and become you know get featured in television shows too because <laughs> really great because there's so many places but yeah the bluebird is great it was a little crowded but that's what I remember. <laughs> I think, next, so now it's one of those things where next time we go out to Nashville, I have to go to the Bluebird, even just to oh, go yeah. see where it is, because everyone tells me it's like the most unassuming place. It really is. It's very unassuming. Um, I think the only real, I mean, there was like a line outside the door. So yeah. I was like, okay, I mean, I know that I'm here. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very unassuming. It's small, um, you know, very cozy, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, but it's kind of the perfect place. I mean, it makes a lot of sense that that's a place that people sort of uh, grabbed onto because, I mean, it's very quaint. And, and yeah, the staff there, I remember just being really nice. And it, yeah, I'm, it, it's definitely a place in Nashville that everybody should visit uh, and, like, try and get to the open mic because, I mean, that's, like, its whole thing. That's mm-hmm. the real, like, vibe of 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 the, the Bluebird. And I think... Um, even Nashville. I mean, I think just the writers in this town, like that's the biggest, most important to me, the most important part of this town, I think, um, yeah. the writing community. So yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's an important place to go for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, when we went there in January, it was like literally the first time where I made it a point to be like, okay, we traveled a thousand miles to get here. We're going to take at least a half a day and go experience nashville a little yeah nice nice so we we went down to we went down broadway yeah and i was was like all right i really want to go to the blue i really wanted to go to the blues lounge Mm -hmm. but i wasn't gonna pay twenty dollars or thirty dollars or whatever it was to park for just an hour and i was just like all right guys uh Parking is insane here. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. And so I was just sitting there. I was like, all right, we're not paying that. So where yeah. else can we go? And we ended up going to the Opry for a little bit. And oh, well, that's good. So that's pretty cool. At that point, I hadn't, I didn't really think of the Bluebird Cafe, and I didn't know of its lineage like that. So uh, it, that wasn't really a thing that popped into my head to be like, oh, <laughs> hey, let's go check out the Bluebird. No, I mean, it's it's definitely a cool place. It's kind of, like, out of the way in the weirdest um, way just because it's, like, you know, it's so popular, so famous, rather. Um, but it's uh, – so it's it's kind of funny that it's a little bit out of the way. Um, it's not, like, downtown or anything. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a staple. And I definitely think that it's a good place to, to visit uh, when coming to Nashville. But I would say, though, I think that there are other places, too – that are equally as important. Like, I, I think, you know, and, and, and that one's just so famous, you know? And yeah. I think, you know, like, like for example, uh, Bobby's Idol Hour, I think that's still open anyway. It might have closed, in which case I would feel really sad. Um, but that place is one of the, the places that I met, like, more musicians than, you know, I, I can count. And, um, and places like Cafe Coco, which I just got sold to new owners, so there's a whole thing going on at I think that they're going to reopen though. Um, and if they do, and if it's like it was before, then I highly recommend going um, because it, that's definitely a staple, especially when they had music there. Um, you know, for, for other kinds of music, like for, for like grunge or, or punk, uh, you know, like places like the end are really important. I mean, it's just, it, it really depends on what kind of music you're into, but there, there's really like a very important place to go for almost anyone who would visit Nashville. And, um, and yeah, I think I would, I just encourage everyone uh, who after the pandemic decides to, <laughs> to come into our little town um, to, uh, to, yeah, just like do go a little bit outside of just what's super famous and yeah. maybe ask a, a, somebody who's been here for a little bit. Cause there are so many like little gem places that are, amazing like yeah. the experience yeah, yeah absolutely oh yeah because uh, yeah. i remember the uh first time i went out to nashville we we set up in a little airbnb 
And that was before I realized that like the home studio setup was not a thing that you could technically do in Nashville. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like yeah. I just set up in an Airbnb and I started inviting musicians over and we we're, you know, it was cool, whatever. <laughs> and then I think it was like right around the time that that thing was getting like really enforced. So we kind of got away without it being like a huge issue. But then when we were going to come back, I reached out to the uh, same Airbnb or people that had the Airbnb. And I was like, hey, I'm coming back. Um, had a really appreciated all the support last time. Is it cool if I come back and do the exact same thing? And they're like, well, Nashville just kind of enacted this thing. And we're, we're not 100% say, uh, uh, we don't feel 100% comfortable you setting up a little studio in our basement and, and recording. I'm like, oh okay and then, then, they, then they hit me up and they're like but if you want to pay us this rate and then they quadrupled the rate oh my god and i'm like no nah, no nah, man no i'm sorry about that and then no. i ended up finding a uh, studio rehearsal space that they're like yo we'll give it we'll give you a room for three days for this much and i'm like all right, cool. I can do that. Nice. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Nice. And it was easy because it was like there was bands coming in and out all day. And it's like, if we ever had a downtime. It's like, hey, uh, you guys just messing around. You want to come do it uh, like an acoustic session or a jam? <laughs> Hell session? yeah. That's awesome. And so that's how was, to do it. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I um, love that. So, one thing that we really like to do is we like to pass on knowledge to younger musicians. So going through this whole process of releasing a full length album, what's one thing that you learned through this process that you wish you knew? Oh my gosh. One thing. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Or multiple think, things if there is. <laughs> there are definitely multiple things, but I think that if I had to tell my past self something I would say take your time and like do things right the first time, like take the time to do things right the first time. Um, Cause uh, you know, trying to, you, I mean, you know, you're always going to be getting better and, and learning new things, but uh, really just like taking that extra little bit of time to make sure that your levels are there make sure that everything is, is like exactly where it should be. Um, is super worth it in the end. Cause like, you don't want to be redoing things. That's really what we got into. Cause we kind of started this whole process, um, sort of fri frivolously. Like we just didn't, we were just doing it for fun. And, and, um, and then when we got more serious about it, we realized we had to just kind of redo some things. Um, and that took some time and also just to, in general, just take time, not, not have to feel like you need to release something at a certain time. Um, or, you know, not feel too pressured by people being super excited for things because, um, you know, I mean, things need to be done and they need to like leave the nest eventually, but to take time while you're making them to make sure that it's, you know, what you want is very important, I think. And, um, yeah, yeah. And to, and to just like, yeah, not, not stress so much. I think a lot of, like, I was told a lot that, you know, 
once you put something out, then you only have like a year to put something else out. And like once people start hearing about you, then you need to start like doing stuff super quickly. And so I think after the Ozark Folk Festival that I uh, was sort of a part of and, and I kind of felt like my musician journey was like taking off. I was sort of stressed out to get things out as quickly as possible. And I think that made me more stressed than I needed to be. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's I what you. I would say. <laughs> I got you. Got you. Completely understood. Um, but yeah. So as we kind of start walking towards the end of this podcast, cause we've been going for an hour already and I don't want to keep you too much longer. Uh, cause it is Saturday morning and it's, it's beautiful here. I don't, I'm assuming. I gotta get my cartoons in. Yeah. <laughs> so. Man. Wow. I have not done that in a really long time. I have not watched like my Saturday morning cartoons. That's... <laughs> you gotta do it. It's a very important part of the week. <laughs> I think now I need to go to the store and go grab some cereal and some milk Exactly. Exactly. And just go sit down and get watch. your Wheaties. <laughs> watch some Dexter's Lab. Have a great time. <laughs> Actually, for me, it was recess. It was always nice. recess. I loved recess also. Yeah. I, I mean, there were so many good cartoons. I feel like cartoons aren't as good now. Or maybe adult cartoons are pretty good. But I don't know. Maybe I just don't know very many cartoons. Yeah. I, I, bet <laughs> I started watching F is for Family. Right, right. That's what it's called. Oh, I haven't, I haven't watched that. But that's the, the Family Guy spinoff, right? No, I don't know. It's the I think it's the one Bill Burr does. Oh, I don't know then. I don't think it's anything to do with Family Guy, but <laughs> I thought it was uh, a spinoff. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, regardless. Um, <laughs> so w- what's kind of what are you what do you got on the docket the next coming weeks? Are you doing any live sh- live streams or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I try to do live streams at least once every couple of weeks. Um, so I'm probably going to do one in the next um, week. <laughs> Honestly, um, I, I usually just like announce it on my Instagram. I'm going to try to do some Facebook live streams too. So I might like do maybe like one a week for mm-hmm. the people who are following me on each platform. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I really like say like, 24 hours before okay i'm thinking of live streaming tomorrow or i'm gonna live stream at this time um i don't like to plan things out too far in advance Mm -hmm. because i find that the people who kind of enter the live streams randomly are sort of sometimes the best people which is weird but um but yeah so so i usually yeah but i usually do do things about once every two weeks but i'm trying to do now once every week just like on facebook and instagram so yeah just like keep an eye open um i definitely i release them on my stories uh on instagram and facebook i'll say i'm going live on this platform at this time usually it's about midday when i go live like Mm. one and usually like i feel like thursdays i do a lot thursdays and fridays anyway um so yeah i would definitely just keep an eye um but yeah i love i love going live i love the feeling and the The, intimacy of it and the the kind of freedom you get just being Mm -hmm. able to like okay i I only feel like playing three songs right now so exactly yeah exactly 
at live shows, it's like, oh, they booked me for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I got to play an hour and a half. I had to fill this whole time. Yeah. That was my first live show. Well, uh, it might not have been my first one, but one of my, like, first ones. Yeah. In a coffee shop, I had to, like, fill up, like, two hours or something silly, like, for, for a first-time musician. To be fair, it was also a first-time coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I was – and I remember, like, repeating songs at the end. It was really – it was kind of insane um because like somebody had gotten there and they wanted me to like do this cover again because they hadn't heard it and it was just it was it was funny it was very amateur anyway (laughs) but yeah it's hard it's hard to fill in that time sometimes (laughs) that that's when you're like a beginning musician and you're just trying to pull out any cover you can think of it's like exactly okay i kind of know the the chord progression for this so we're just exactly Uh i've (laughs) I've actually seen some musicians just pull out their phone or their phone and pull up like the uh, the charts for it and just be like, okay, we're gonna just kind of wing it now and just go into it. So yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, that's that's how that's how it be sometimes. <laughs> it's like like I just live shows are so interesting. I miss them, but they're, but they're interesting because like yeah, you never really fully know what's gonna happen. And I think um yeah that I, I I like that though a lot about about like going live like online because I, it is it's a lot more freeing and I don't have to feel like you know I have a certain quota or anything um but on the flip side I kind of like when that happens in live shows and like musicians are just kind of like what do I do next hmm, let's let's see this yes. <laughs> I started a book of like easy songs to play easily yeah. of like covers of just like random songs that like most people know um just in case you know yeah. I ever need to just whip something out that's like easy yeah, I um, gotcha. but yeah. You, you just carry like a notebook of stuff it's like oh yeah. I'm, I'm stre- stretching for time yeah. here uh <laughs> yeah Freeful. basically yeah basically um yeah i mean i try to like memorize the ones that are extra easy but if i'm really like pressed i have a little like a little binder like things if i really need it like worst case scenario yeah that makes sense and that's actually really good advice just like hey if i ever just have like a brain fart and yeah 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 i mean it's it's good to have that that backup sort of i mean sometimes it's a crutch you know you don't want to like lean on it too much yeah exactly but you know if, if you really need to and and people are like, you know, really pressing you to play something else or, or something more. I mean, it, it helps. And also, I mean, it's fun because like having a, a sort of, especially if it's like songs that people know, like a lot of people know, um, it's fun to just have like simple songs that are easy to do that you can be like, Hey guys, like sing along with me to Britney Spears, <laughs> you know? Um, or like, you know, whatever it be that you're playing. Uh, I think, you know, and people really love that. They love to to hear things that they're familiar familiar with. Um, so so yeah, I think that is I would I would that's some other advice I would give people. Yeah, have a have a little book full of easy songs yeah. or like a little repertoire full of easy songs that people know. Uh the Beatles have a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What's the um craziest cover you've ever been asked to play? Uh, oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, 
actually I do know my mom okay. this is silly but and I I, I haven't played it but <laughs> but um I want to eventually cover for my mom um it the song is like uh there's something happening here what it is okay. ain't exactly yeah. clear. No. um I don't, I don't know what it just my mom always wanted me to play that because she was a hippie and you know just loves like protest music mm. and um and I think you know I don't know I just think it would be really silly for some reason for me to do it because I cannot think of a way that I could do that right you're um, talking about Buffalo Springfield right? yeah okay. Buffalo Springfield um for what it's worth yep, that's 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 the, the name I was like blanking but yeah I don't know why I just I think that like whenever she would ask me she, and she's asked me for years to do this and I really should <laughs> but whenever she would ask me when I was younger I was just like mom you're insane that song sounds nothing like me <laughs> I just I cannot wrap my head around doing it but I really hope in the future to be able to do that because I think it, it would be fun I just have no idea how I would how I would make it sound right with my my voice is kind of like a spoken song. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> That's probably the weirdest one. So one final question before we wrap this podcast up. It's a very serious question. Very, very serious question. Okay. <laughs> Am I ready? <laughs> oh, you're ready for this. I, I think you'll I think you'll have the best answer for this. Uh, okay. <laughs> what is your current guilty pleasure song? Oh my gosh. My current guilty pleasure song? Like something oh, that man. you turn on in the car and it's so shameful to li that you're so ashamed to listen to it that you just turn it up louder. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ashamed to listen to hardly anything, but I will say. Or maybe something like, people wouldn't expect you to be listening to. Like, do you have a well, hardcore hip-hop thing that you're into? Yeah, I do love Lil Dicky. Do you know Lil Dicky? Yeah, He's hilarious. I love him. Um, he's not really hardcore hip-hop. Very, like, white boy hip-hop. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, I love Britney Spears. I don't know if that's somebody that people wouldn't think I'd listen to. But, I, I, I mean, I love her. But something, I mean, <laughs> that's, like, funny that I've been, like, kind of revisiting um i have like fallen in love with glee again the television show um speaking of just light things um that show is wild it's completely art i mean i remember it when i was younger and watching it and thinking that it wasn't crazy but that show is insane it's it all of those teachers should be fired but at the same time <laughs> um yeah it's it, it's fun and um kind of brings me back to my musical theater days I don't know if I would say I'm feel guilty about it but it's definitely been a fun like this is something I'm I'm not seriously watching to try and like learn anything thing you know what i mean anyway yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> it's definitely just been for fun but yeah Absolutely. so glee i guess <laughs> awesome. oh that's perfect uh, so where can everybody find you online where can they find your new album you know all that fun stuff you can find me almost everywhere online um i, I have an instagram i even just joined tiktok 
So, um, you know, if you want to see some videos, I guess I'm trying to understand the TikTok realm, but yeah, pretty much anywhere, uh, at Jess has music is my like tag for almost everything. Mm -hmm. Um, except for YouTube, it's Jess eight Hess, the number eight, but mm -hmm. if you search me you pretty much can yeah. find, um, you know, especially if you search me in one of my songs, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm on Spotify. That's pretty much like, uh, that's where I like to like push people to listen to my music. Cause I feel like. Uh, it's the best for me to watch the growth. Um, it's the easiest for me. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and I, but I'm mostly active probably on my Instagram. That's where I would direct people at Jess Hess music. Uh, cause y'all, that's where I, uh, post updates like as soon as, uh, yeah. as soon as they happen. Yeah. That's the first place. That, that's yeah. kind of your go-to mm -hmm. place. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. That's why I've really been trying to build up our Instagram because it's like I get really hot on it for a while and then it's like, oh, wait, I don't have anything to post, so I'm not going to post. Yeah. Where on Facebook, it's like, oh, I can just throw out a statement here like, hey, how's everyone doing? And I, feel, yeah. I don't feel like I can do that on Instagram, although I probably yeah. could. I think that, I mean, social media is such a wild insane beast that I am still learning so much about. Um, but yeah, Instagram, I think is one of those things that like it, it has both the, uh, the like updates that I, that are like quick and fleeting. And then it also has like things that are lasting on there that are more like serious or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think trying to find the sort of balance between that has been an interesting um, an interesting lesson. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's the easiest for me though, to connect with people in the most, uh, in the, in the, in the most ways. Yeah. yeah. Like the, like most different ways. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. But I, I also have a, a Facebook that I'm trying to get more, uh, active with. Mm -hmm. I'm just not very good at being active on Facebook. I think like I with my music, but yeah, but as I said, I'm trying to do some lives like just for my Facebook followers, which yeah. should be fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And well, and the cool thing between Facebook and Instagram is you can link the two. Yeah. And, like whatever mm -hmm. you post on one, you can send it over to the other, which is yeah, that makes really it cool. easier. Yeah. I've been trying like, and that's what I was doing for a lot of for like all of my social medias. I was sort of from Instagram, just sending them to Twitter and Facebook, and now I'm trying. I think people are having a better response to me just like posting individually to each yeah. one which is more time consuming but it works i mean the response is better so it works um yeah so just kind of finding the trying to make each of my like followings on each of the platforms feel sort of special mm -hmm. <laughs> about themselves you know i think yeah i think that'll so that's kind of why i want to do just the facebook lives because yeah, I have people that follow me on Facebook. They don't follow me on Instagram, and I want to let them know that I'm here still too. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. But um, once again, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been a thank blast. you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this has yeah. been so fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And like I said, I was so like I was sitting out in the backyard. And I was so scared. I saw you jump on my Instagram live, and I'm like. No. Oh, no. Let me just say, okay, guys, I got a podcast I got to go prepare for, <laughs> just so Sorry. she doesn't think like, am I late to my own? Yeah. No, I'm with it. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm just like, 
Oh man, I, 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 I was just so eager. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to jump in, and then I was like, "Wait, should I invite her?" And then we can do like a little pre-podcast podcast. <laughs> that I was just like, "No, nah, it's no. Nah, let's not overwhelm. It it. Let's not it overwhelm the process." <laughs> no, I think I think it was perfect the way it happened. <laughs> but well, yeah, I, I, yeah. Thank you so much again. This is really fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if you ever need help with anything, help promoting anything. Let us know. We'd love to love to help you. I definitely will. I definitely will. I'll let you know when the next when the cover I am going to release hopefully very soon comes out. (laughs) And then uh, yeah. But once again, thank you so much for jumping on. Thank everybody for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys later. Thank you. Have a good Saturday. Yep. All right. Streams off. (laughs) Cool.